big sigh. Uh, and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael. Yes. <laughs> my name is Michael Sykes. You can find me on Twitter at ffblitz, and I'm here with my partner Jeremy Bruin. And you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. It has been a while. It's it's very strange, you know. Um, We've been away for a couple weeks. It was like like a comedy of errors. What was happening? Like I I actually got COVID one week. Jeremy got COVID the next week. We had you know Christmas, New Year's, all these different things got been going the flu, on. <laughs> traveling, family issues, moving houses. Like dude, it's been incredibly crazy. It's like, been really the at the end of the year, no, no less. Exactly. It was like the worst time for it to all happen. But I do want to say this. I love the fact that there was quite a few people that reached out to us saying, Hey, everything. Okay. Hey, you guys good. We're ready for you guys. And we're like, guys alive. (laughs) (laughs) but there was one thing after another, but what's so funny about it is we missed our, our like six year anniversary. Um, and we've been waiting for our 300th episode. (laughs) So this is actually our 300th episode on iTunes. Our three, 300th episode, our six-year anniversary on the same night. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, the best thing about all this is we could say whatever we want. You know, uh, we did put out some Patreon episodes while we were gone, though, but we numbered them like 299.56 or something, just so we could keep trying 299.5.75. We finally got to 300. Look at that. Because we wanted to do it that way, but you know, uh, I, I, thankfully we're here. Thankfully everybody's good. I'm I'm healthy now. You're healthy now. I know you're moving though, so you're still in a big transition period. <laughs> so we're gonna try to have fun tonight. Um, we do have a couple different guests that we're gonna have, but we're gonna bring them in like what in stages or in pieces or however you want to do it, right? <laughs> well, we're gonna bring them uh, in at the same time, but but staggered, like uh, I don't know, a minute apart, so we can introduce them. <laughs> It's not the same time. I thought we were going to talk to a couple of them and then bring another one in. Well, I listen, this is what we always do. We decide and then we'll we'll just play it by ear, but we'll do it. But, you know, some things did happen while we were gone. And one of the things that happened without a whole bunch of fanfare is we won the DFB. <laughs> You know, dude, we did, yeah. We and, and we didn't even have our best week, and we could have started maybe one or I think a couple players differently. It wouldn't have mattered though. We still would have won either way. Um, you know, I mean, we did, we did win either way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we bit we beat Rich Rebar the week before that. We beat the founder Scott Barrett and his uh, you know, his co-owner. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to play against Matthew Barry because his team tanked this year. Tanked really hard, actually. Um, he had a pretty bad season, so he's rebuilding now. But really wanted to rematch with him and and get the the trophy but yeah we won it outright um it's so cool you know a couple of years ago when i won um i don't remember one of the leagues that i won it was one of those nights where i'm on the east coast so it's really late for me when the games are over and you know a lot of people we play with are on the west coast but like right. the game was over at like one in the morning or something it was, i don't remember exactly what happened but then i won and i'm sitting there like Yay. And, you know, there's no conversation with anybody because it's one o'clock in the morning. Um, And that's kind of how I felt when we won the DFB. But hey, listen, we finally did it. We've had a bunch of those guys on the show as guests and it was a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, with everybody else's leagues, uh, the HQ leagues did great. We had a lot of fun with those. Uh, I came this close, um, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Some first time winners, (laughs) though. I'm always excited for those guys that work really hard and and build their teams up. I really am. It's um, it's fun. It's kind of like a proud, a proud papa. Um, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to be mad because I didn't win. Well, 
I have ve- we have varying stages of teams in those leagues. I have some that are clearly building um, one league that I'll be rebuilding forever in HQ one, but um, having one at once, you know, it's not so bad, but I really do get excited when someone wins that one because it's so hard. It's a 16 teamer, but it's needed uh, seeing our friends, seeing our listeners, um, all these people, you know, fight for it and in, in the playoffs, even though I didn't make it in all of them. Um, no, it's still gratifying, uh, you know, to see that happening. You watch it from draft day on, from the startup draft on, um, the, the different plans and the different strategies. And then you see rookie draft by rookie draft and the trades and how it culminates. It's neat. It's it's a unique view um, because they are our listener leagues. It's not like I'm just commissioner of the league or, you know, you're commissioner of the league or something like that. You know, we know them in many cases, longtime friends, longtime listeners, build, build a relationship with them and, and watch them succeed. And some of, some of it, hopefully we've helped them do, um, in other cases, maybe they totally disagreed with us, but it's still cool. And we celebrate together in the threads and, um, or chastise some of them depending on who it is, <laughs> but man, it, it, it's probably the most fun for me is our listener leagues. I, you know, there's a couple leagues I really love to play in. Um, and then the, you know, after the listener leagues and then my home league. So all the other dynasty leagues are just kind of like something to do, right? Kind of, these are the favorite ones and um, I'm always happy to participate. And I hope I have a lot of draft picks this year. I'm going to need them. Yeah. I know there's a couple where I do have some because we were having some fun with making trades. Um, you know, in real life, we we're already like past the first round uh, in the NFL, and I know for me the Dolphins ended up losing. For you, the Browns. Yeah, I was rooting for both teams. By the way, you might not have known it. I don't know if I told you, but I was absolutely pulling for them for the Dolphins too. That that was that was crushing. Yeah, the Browns not even showing up on game day for the most part, especially the defense after being well number one at home, number twenty six away. Just you know, split the difference. Let's try to be the twenty-fifth best offense this week. But they weren't even that. They they were terrible. Love my man C.J. Stroud though, killing wow. it. Wow, yeah. Uh, the other Houston Texans. Um, really happy for him. My whole family, you know, as Ohio State uh, uh, Buckeyes fans, like seeing him succeed, especially after you know, remember last year's draft cycle and how people were kind of down on him and wanted Bryce Young. So it was just really cool to see that, how incredible for him to do what he's done so far and win that playoff game on top of everything he'd already done. Uh, But it was hard to be happy, right? The Browns just, and it was hard to be sad because, you know, the factory of sadness that is Cleveland, Cleveland, you can't, you can't harp on it too much. The Miami Dolphins had an incredible run. They're going to be back. They're going to solidify some things. And and I'm sorry, but I still feel like there are teams in the NFL that get a little bit of help um, <laughs> from the NFL. I, I mean, I really do. I think, I think the NFL is like, where can we make the most money this season? Oh, C.J. Stroud. Where can we make the most money this season? Oh, not the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I did see a funny uh, comment somewhere. I think it was on on TikTok, maybe, where somebody was saying the NFL script this year is to have the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl so that they'll have Taylor Swift on camera most of the time during the Super Bowl. I just Bowl. don't even understand how, <laughs> how I, I just can't. I can't with that. I, I doubt that's true. But it's I know. Funny to think about. Um, but you know, and, and I like so many players on that team, but I'm I really feel like they get a, they've gotten a lot of help over the years um in close games even against the cleveland browns just you know a a bad hit that wasn't called and so really it boils down to nfl officiating not patrick mahomes nothing but love for that creepy little guy but um (laughs) well there is one for me i mean anybody that's listened to our show for the last six years knows there's pretty pretty much only one player i ever kind of 
just yeah, vocally say that I don't like, you know? And um, so this is the first time ever I'm like really rooting for Green Bay. I loved the fact that they really went out there and, and like tore it up and everything. You're and I was in like, love with love. I would, I would, I just think it would be so amazing if they went all the way to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl after Aaron Rodgers went into his little yurt and decided he didn't want to play. And then he went to the Jets and then didn't play. I just think it'd be such a great story, but. <laughs> well, well, you know, Jordan Love is a great story. The, right. the fact that we have the youngest, maybe, wide uh, pass catcher in, in the league, uh, young, such a young roster, and Jordan Love, who's finally seasoned, kind of like Aaron Rodgers behind, um, you know, behind fire for all those years. It, it's 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 neat um, to see that, and I I think the sky's uh, the limit for those guys. I th- I'm I'm excited for the Packers. I think they're going to be a good team for a long time. We we've touched on a couple different things with a couple young players and stuff like that. You know, we didn't even talk about like the Rams. They lost. You know, Detroit so after there. all these years. You know, they they uh, <laughs> they won their playoff game. But with all these young player talk, that kind of leads into our guests, and I know that they're ready to pop into the room and everything. Absolutely. I know they're ready. Um, let's get them in here. Are you going to tell people where they're from? Or are you going to wait till they get in the room? Uh, well, we could tell them. It's, you know, it's the great friends of our show, great friends of ours. You know, it's the, the rookie fever guys, but I'd rather say it in front of them. So <laughs> I guess we'll right. say it in we're front also, of them. We're also bringing in a good friend of ours that's uh, the tight end whisperer. Um, and uh, he spoke to us about tight ends about midway through the season on the show a couple times, coming back for more to talk more um, tight end action with us. Uh, that sounded weird. More about <laughs> tight ends um, <laughs> as the season finished out, uh, 2023 rookie tight ends, and um, happy to have him back, good friend of ours. It's basically just going to be a, a small party tonight yeah. for our 300th and our 6th anniversary. Yeah, so I'm just let's invite them all over. All of them at one time. Okay. I thought we were doing two in one, but let's do it all at one time. (laughs) It's more fun that way. We don't, that way everybody gets to hear everybody. Yeah. Moving out. It solves problems. Like, cause you can engineer stuff. It's cool. Yeah. That's what's cool about it. He printed up all the parts for his dishwasher. (laughs) What? Seriously? And, and broken. You you didn't even mention the kitchen sink that I printed. And you could, oh, shut up. Now you're lying to me, and I'm believing it. I'm believing it. So, f- both of you, forget it. Let's do this. No drain. It's no drain. So, it's just like, can you print it, me up um, a full head of hair again? <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. I'm going to get right on that. Oh, my God. Listen, we're, we're, we're back now in the show. We have everybody here, and everybody goes off and off as a coordinator while we're at it. <laughs> First of all, if people are wondering why we're laughing so much, we're talking about Fenero's 3D printer that he makes mm-hmm. all this stuff, and mm-hmm. I kind of fell for it that he made some parts for his um, his dishwasher. dishwasher. But yeah, didn't do that. <laughs> but we didn't. We already did mention you guys coming in the room, but now that you're here, we want to introduce you properly to everybody. So we have. Three great friends of the show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Like we mentioned at the beginning, we've kind of pushed off our 300th episode and our six-year anniversary to tonight. And we've got all of you guys, all of you guys here to celebrate with us. It's truly our 300th episode. Uh, yes. Our six-year anniversary is back in December, but it's our first real major <laughs> show since then. So we did it all at the same time. And we should let you introduce yourselves. It's easier that way. Well, 
I'm Michael the Feverish Fanero. I'm uh, usually on Rookie Fever, and that's about it. That's where you'll find me. I'm on Twitter every once in a while at Ardvark TV. Uh, yeah, you should probably check out Rookie Fever while I mention it. Uh, it's on uh, all your popular platforms, and I do that with <laughs> Swagzilla Zero G, my Zero G. G. co-host and longtime friend. <laughs> That's me. Huh? That's you. <laughs> the best part of this, this is so how you doing, Chan? This feels so awkward from the beginning. But <laughs> I tried to make it as awkward as possible. At first, I was listening to you so close that I was gonna like do exactly what you do. I was gonna be like, I was even gonna start with the whelp. <laughs> nice, nice. Should have done that. Welp, I'm swag. Well, then you just kept talking. It, well, there was, <laughs> but, so I'm Swagzilla Zero G. I I do all the stuff he he does, and sometimes I'm on Twitter too. But man, thanks for having us on. 300. That's a that's an awesome milestone. This is awesome. <laughs> you do all the stuff he does and doesn't. Is that what you said? I don't know. I don't. I wasn't listening to what I said. I was trying oh. to listen to what he said. I see. Okay. <laughs> well, if we're gonna go around in a circle now, you get to introduce Walker. Yeah. I mean, come on, Swag. Do, do it right, buddy. You know, we've uh, podcasted before. Do it right. <laughs> well. Well, well. Hey, before we go, um, are we all going to call it Twitter to perpetuity? I'm right, fine with it. We're never going to call I'm it. I'm fine X, with right? that. It's, it's Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's Twitter. Yeah. It's never X. Never. Yeah, you lose me on that X thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Matt Walker at walk underscore FF. You can find me at the fantasy 40.com. Little known podcast with uh, myself and John Debari. But uh, I've, I've had the pleasure of having a few of the individuals on this call, on this uh Recording on uh, the Fantasy Forty. I'm super excited to be on 300 with you guys. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we've had you here before. Like Sparta. We should pop- be. We should be in like ripped off T-shirts and you know, <laughs> kicking people down you know, giant holes. Hey, save, save that for a different <laughs> podcast. We'll be we'll be doing soon together, guys. But no, seriously, the Fantasy Forty is an excellent podcast you do with John Debari, another great friend of ours who you know always works nights, or he'd probably be here tonight too. <laughs> You know what's great? Um, I I actually was listening to you guys the Rookie Fever show this week, and and I heard your rookie Lucians, yeah, um, which actually took me a couple times to say it in my head to realize it's resolutions <laughs> and stuff, you know. <laughs> but if if you haven't listened to that episode, go check out Rookie Fever and listen to their rookie Lucians. There was quite a few things that you guys said in there that were really. I think meaningful to people that are doing all this, you know, the one thing I realized doing these podcasts is a lot of people all talk about similar things in different ways, but there's a lot of things that we all do anyways in our head that it's not usually vocalized. And there was a couple of your guys' resolutions that you guys vocalized that sometimes seem kind of obvious, but once you say it, you sit back and you go, Oh yeah, that's true. You know? And, um, I know you both did a couple different ones, but I was just going to ask you, like, what what was your like? What do you think is the most important rookie Lucian that you did? Like, swags. What was the most important thing that you picked up from that show? Because I think it was a great show, and if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. So I I blacked out during that show, so I don't really remember <laughs> what I said. No, no, I didn't. But I um, what what did I say? <laughs> 
Listen, what's said fun- a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and what's funny about you saying that is during the show, you even said that you wouldn't know, and you said, I'm going to throw it to you, Finero, and you say it first, <laughs> so I remember. So I'll throw it over to Finero then. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and then I remembered halfway when he was talking and it interrupted and it got mine out. And that's what I thought might happen if I ask him right now. No, I not think, on your no. I, you gave me a little more time by going to swag. So, um, but no, the uh, the the one thing I think for me that really stuck and that I remember is is I double or triple count like one quality in a player in the pre draft process. So, like we we talked about when you had us on last time about smaller wide receivers and smaller running backs. I'm talking more about just any one single thing. Like Puka wasn't athletic at all. I think he was like the bottom 20th percentile, right? I feel like I double counted that with Puka, right? Because he was a lot of other things. He, you know, he had the production. He had, he had, he had the, the size that we all been waiting for these wide receivers is a better size. Like he, I think that, I personally, and this is why it was my resolution, double or maybe even sometimes triple count some of those things that I just don't like. Like, I don't like small wide receivers. But that's only one trade amongst many, and I feel like I do that in my analysis going through these players. And I want to note that moving forward to just count it as one bad mark and keep looking at that player closely. You know, I moved away from that. Um, you, I mean, I, and, and I, I don't look at rookies as much as you guys do, and I don't look, um, look at them um, as much after they've been drafted, but leading up to it with a, a thing that I have, that, and I've talked about it on this show, and I've never shared it publicly because, I don't know, I always feel like it's a work <laughs> in progress and, and whatever. I, I, but, but confidence ratings, and it's all about having a grid that doesn't, double count for things like that. Like tank tank Dell got enough of a hit because he was little. Um, and, and, and so I felt like I, I give guys more of an honest evaluation that way. You know, I played Debbie done it for a long time, but this was just about how to find a, um, a more honest way for me to evaluate players. So there are things in there that I, that I love about what other people do to, to rate rookie players or any players. Um, measurables you know that i don't do myself um and and stuff from uh you know pff actually but um you know anyway just so that you and i call it confidence because it's so you can have confidence in a player before you draft them like greater confidence lesser confidence and get away from your own bias so it's just like a a spreadsheet that you use to try to be as unbiased as possible Mm -hmm. as objective as possible and by the time you get to the end and you look at the results but sometimes I don't like the results, and I'm like, you right. know what? I don't care. I love this player. So my bias still comes into play. And there's so there's no there's no one way to do it. Um, I and, and so I, I thank you for your honesty with that because I I do it too with um and 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 Walker and I talked about this on podcasts. I talked with you guys about it regarding Tank Dell specifically, uh, Puka Nakua, right? Just the draft capital is one thing, right? You don't want to double count that as well as like his athleticism. But apparently he has so many of the other things, but right. it didn't clearly didn't matter as much as we thought it mattered to right. regular football, let alone <laughs> fantasy football. And those are the things that would be great to get together with you guys and kind of hone in on so all of our you know processes get better and and we can draft equally in rookie drafts draft equally <laughs> everybody has that would the never work. one that would never work <laughs> so i hear you though my rookie lucians like i did it a little bit different this year cuz we've done rookie lucians forever since yeah. rookie fever um but some of mine like what were more 
based on like just kind of sticking to who I am and giving that advice. It wasn't so much like a lot in the past. It was like changes I want to make to my dynasty teams or things like that. Um, so Tank Dell reminded me of one of my rookie Lucians. And, and I think that it's also important to remember those outliers that are Tank Dell and to give them credit for what they've done and not just assume like that we're going to have another Sam Laporta season. Like that's an outlier season. Like he's a stud. Like it's almost like discrediting those players. If you just now assume like every player is going to be Tyreek Hill because yeah, you discredit how good that player is individually. And you also discredit the process because maybe the process is fine. You're always going to have these players that are not, um, you know, following um, any particular model, and and that's good. I mean, you're glad and to see I that. I think it's easy to assume that going into the off season, you're you're going to be well. Sam Laporta just did it. Hmm. You, you're going to hear a lot of those type things, and it's. I think it's still important to remember that the, that was an outlier season. Like, is Sam Laporta a stud? Like, I'm not disputing that. Like, absolutely, but it, it was still an outlier rookie tight end season. Incredible it's a, that he it's had an outlier freaking tight end season, <laughs> let alone rookie. Outlier period, and um, it's incredible the year he had, and um, uh, the, you know nobody really saw that coming. There were people that did think he was one of the best tight ends in the class. <laughs> Jeremy, there are lots of people that really like Sam Laporta, the program that he came from. There, you know, there is there are audio recordings of people talking about it. <laughs> people, do you know? After all these years of doing the show, <laughs> but there's times when Jeremy says stuff like this, and and it's always that should be the perfect time where I. C- Cut out the clip of Jeremy saying it because that's what he's trying to say. Um, but what's great about talking about Sam Laporta is that we have Walker right here, who's been on our show plenty of times to talk about rookies and everything. And and the fact that he mentioned Sam Laporta, I immediately looked over to you, Walker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, you know, Iowa just has its own kind of pipeline, right? Landed in the perfect spot, Detroit Lions, right? But then still, to Swag's point, outlier season, ten touchdowns. You know, as a rookie, I mean, the stars kind of aligned for him, but doesn't mean we can't be excited for him. But you know, it's maintaining perspective at the end of the day. You know, my thing, I wanted to actually talk about Tank Dell, ironically enough. And I still have a, a small wide receiver bias. Uh, I'll be the one in the room to say that I, I, I'm still double counting the fact that he's 5'8", 160. Yeah. No, that's so small. Um, granted, the injury was a fluke injury because he should never have <laughs> been blocking in line, like at a goal line type position. Exactly. But, I mean, Too little. What Nico Collins was able to do when he went out and things like that, I still just I have concern that the you know they're not going to command volume necessarily. So he was really relying on big plays, which C.J. Stroud made happen game after game. You know, so he could be the outlier that you guys are talking about. But still, small wide receivers, you know, tell me the tell me one that's been you know a target commander you know over multiple seasons. You know, at this point, so is it a paradigm shift right now? You know, or is it just still that's probably going to be the best season we've seen of Tank Dell? Yep. Uh, Fenero, you mentioned Puka, and one of the things about, like, for me, I ended up with him in, like, I, I think I looked it up this afternoon after listening to you guys talk. I, I ended up in, with him in five leagues, and all mm. five of those leagues, I ended up getting him really late. And yeah, like fourth round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fourth round. And, and but, Puka Nakua and Tank Dell. It's crazy. Yeah. But part of part of the reason I ended up getting him is one of the things that you mentioned on your show where you said that you 
put some weight into the conversations you hear from the players themselves in interviews and everything. And that, when I go back to talking about where you say some things that maybe people don't vocalize, that's one of the things that I've always done. Like uh, when it's those later rounds, when people are just picking anybody out of the woodwork or whatever, I always kind of look to see, Hey, has anybody talked about him? Has anybody on the team talked about him? Has any of the, the on team reporters talked about him or anything like that? You know? And, and it was funny because there were some people that had talked about him. So I took him and it, and it worked out good. Um, but I just thought that that was interesting when you were saying that that was one of the things that you're putting a little bit more weight into nowadays than some of the things that most people put weight into. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 just come true because I remember, oh my God, I was going to a Philadelphia Phillies game and I was listening to the radio and they had uh, a Travis Kelsey uh, soundbite and Travis Kelsey was talking about this rookie named Tyreek Hill that nobody knew. And he just was saying that he was amazing. Like he was just going to change like the position. Like, and I just, when I heard him say that, I was just like, wait a minute. Like I know who Tyree kill is, but I don't, I don't have him in anywhere near that regard. Like I barely know this name. And I looked where he was drafted. Anyway, it was my first startup in 2016. I drafted him in the 23rd round Tyree Hmm. Hill. You know what I mean? And, and ever since then, so that's, you know, how many years ago? Eight, seven. Um, I've I've always paid I've always paid more attention. I get, I get off the fantasy talk and get into the NFL talk, where coaches are talking about players, players are talking about coaches. They're they're talking about you know what really matters. And when you see them light up about another player, to me, like that's their teammate, that's their brother. So when they light up, I kind of get interested. And I think that's great. And it's it's like one of those kind of things that people don't really. You kind of mentioned it, but when a lot of people that listen to all the podcasts, they're all listening to those stats, the numbers, the ones that people say, hey, this is the guy you should be looking at. So a lot of people end up jumping on that because everybody's saying you should be looking at it. And sometimes that might not necessarily be true. You know, sometimes it is true. I like what both of you guys said about the fact that you guys were talking about not necessarily going too deep into 2024 players right now because the season is still going on. Yes. Jeremy, however, go ahead. However, we did talk to you about the midpoint of the season on this show right here about 2023 rookies. And it was a great show. It was a great time. (laughs) And we left some (laughs) open-ended things about some players that we're going to – we still held out hope for the second half of the season. Players that we weren't as high on. We didn't think they would do as great. You know, acquisitions, you know, tradeaways, who who we wanted to buy and sell, that kind of thing. So for all three of you, Rookie Fever, Matt Walker, because you were there too when we were talking about tight ends, also running backs, wide receivers, I know the full gamut, um, but you are the tight end whisperer, so I I need to hear your (laughs) thoughts on this. But we want to see, we want to talk about right now, the 2023 rookies, some are really obvious, but buys, who are you looking for? Maybe some sleepers in the mix, some guys like Demario Douglas, I don't know, some players that just kind of jumped out later, um, maybe tapered off guys that got hurt at quarterback. I mean, there's so many stories here, right? I mean, CJ Stroud did great drafted. What after Bryce young who got hurt and maybe didn't do so great, but he's on the worst team in the NFL. That's why they had the number one pick that kind of thing. There's so many wrinkles and so many things that you guys have been analyzing over the course of the season. What do we make of it now that the regular season's over? I mean, hell we've seen some great performances in the playoffs too. That has to add a little bit more equity to everything. 
just let's go around the horn. Let's go around the room, round table it. What are your thoughts on 2023 rookies? Um, give us your best shot, you know, like the guys you're going after, the guys you're, you're, you don't care about. And, and I doubt that's the case, right? You care. You guys are, you guys have some of the biggest hearts I know. You definitely care. <laughs> but no, I mean, like guys that you want to, you want to pursue and you're throwing money at it, guys you want to buy low. Let's just throw it around. I want to know what you guys think. I love the awe. Well, let, let me start off by saying the, uh, uh, it was weeks. It was right. It was right after week seven that you brought uh, Shane and I on. And in that week, I think we were saying that wow, there's just so much left of the season in the second <laughs> half of the season. Is this so important for rookies? So to bring us back on, I appreciate that. That's such a great uh, a chance to continue the conversation, if you will. Awesome. But, <laughs> but listen, but listen to this real quick. I want to summarize the 2023 class for you. If I gave you an orphan guys that had a top 10 rookie QB, two top 12 running backs that are only 21 years old, a -hmm. top five wide receiver and a 20 year, 21 year old top 20 wide receiver. And I'll throw in just the cherry on top, a top two tight end. Is your, you going to take that orphan team? Is that, is that green Bay Packers? Are you, are you, are you interested (laughs) in that team at all? Like from a dynasty standpoint, or is that too young? Sounds better than some of my teams. Uh, no, I if mean, you're talking about an orphan, this, then of course. It's supposed to be like an eight-team league. Yeah. Be that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? The 10-team so dynasty. <laughs> so that's obviously that's Stroud, Bijan, Gibbs, Puka, Addison, and Laporta. Wow. That, that's what the 2023 class gave us. Do you really and know an orphan that has all those? <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. I just want to know how Hypothetically, I'm taking it. Why'd they kick the guy out of the league? I don't know. I think I know I think he didn't leave that. He probably, did, he probably did that thing where he threw all his rookies on his taxi to tank so he can get Caleb Williams. I love that strategy. Then you can yeah. draft better, more, more better yeah. players. And that's, and that's a totally probably. different show to talk about that whole frowned sticking upon, on the yeah. taxi. But yeah. What'd you say, Walker? What? It's frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> it's frowned upon. How dare, you, how dare you use strategy? Oh, strategy. How dare you use strategy? Yeah. It's frowned upon, apparently. Well, I'll super yeah. quick answer yeah. the question. And there's, uh, I'm not going to give you like any analytics or anything here that sounds really savvy, but somebody I've been typing into the old search engine from the 2023 class when I'm in my leagues is Will Levis. And it's more (laughs) because of a price point thing for me. And I think he's going to be the starting quarterback on the team. I think that he showed enough grit out there to kind of, be the guy that could be my QB two or QB three on my teams. I don't think he's going to ever be uh, a Herbert type even valued or anything like that. But I think he seems obtainable to me. Um, that said, nobody's accepted. So maybe I nice. thought it was going to be a little easier than, <laughs> than that, but that's somebody I've been sort of trying get to get from the class. There? New coach. Mm. I think I think he'll still be the quarterback with new coaching staff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay. what you're asking? Yeah, that's what I wondered. So you got what do you guys think, Finera Walker? You guys, you guys like? Will, I, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I like. Him, so. Yeah, it's ironic. I the first thing I put on quarterback is Will Levis on Fantasy Pros is currently going in Dynasty as ADP QB 24. We're Bryce hmm. Young's 18. I'll take uh, Will Levis straight up over Bryce Young in Dynasty leagues. Right Same. Now. Yep. Wasn't a fan yeah. of Bryce Young coming out. I think he's undersized. It's been exposed. I don't know that this is all Carolina's fault that he hasn't been successful. You know, yeah. it, it contributes, but at the end of the day, I'd rather go with the prototype quarterback in Tennessee that has similar warts 
bad team, you know, transition, you know, no consistency, you know, in the coaching staff, then, you know, the undersized quarterback that's going to get hurt. It's going to happen. Yeah, you know, told me. Obviously, I'm an anti-small guy. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me that Bryce Young's going to pick up a serious injury in his career. It wouldn't surprise me. The cool thing about Levis, though, you know, I don't know about you three. I know Jeremy and I are pretty much in the – this is the only one that we're in. But when we're in the DFB, which, by the way, we mentioned earlier before you guys came in, we won this year, the, the DFB League. That's our only league we have where we draft prior to the NFL draft. And this past season, we draft Will Levis with the 1.01 before the NFL draft happened. And then, obviously, we all know what happened during the draft. So things went kind of sideways in that sense. But in a lot of the leagues that I was in, Will Levis dropped in in quite a few of those leagues. And some of those leagues, I picked him up only because we had him in the DFB. You know, so um, it works out in in the sense that if you're correct next year, that'll be a great pick. But do any of the three of you guys do any leagues where you draft prior to the NFL draft on these rookies? No, I wouldn't mind that being in one of those, though. Yeah, I think it's fun, man. It really is. Like, it can burn you really badly, especially if you trade up for a quarterback that doesn't pan out. But (laughs) it can it can pay (laughs) off because you can pick up players that people like were low on like last year. Before this year, but it was Rashad White, you know, and we also got Jerome Ford like later on. Um, we got Levis, um, you know. Um, I think we 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 um, we 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 kill it sometimes, and we we miss other times. But I mean, Jaden Reed, right? That that I mean, the fact that we picked Jaden Reed, it was amazing. <laughs> As a team, that we decided to do that because that guy paid off. Mm-hmm. So for, for people no, that don't Dave. see the face, Jeremy said we picked it, but as he's doing it, he's pointing at himself, you know. <laughs> but I mean, no, over the years, like seriously, we got Justin Jefferson right after um we got him for a first round, one first round pick. Um, so we made some savvy trades, but like really we we drafted pretty well. Like on you know, Will Levis. That we we've picked up off the waiver wire. But it if you draft before the NFL draft, it is tough to hit on as many players, obviously. Um, but you have to go for who you think are the pedigreed players, but it gets tough in the third, fourth. And this is a fifth, a five-round draft. It gets tough in the third and fourth and fifth rounds to like – so, you, you know, you swing for the fences. But um, we got Justin Herbert late in this league, so he's our starter on the injured reserve. Um, you know, Jaden Reed out of this last draft, George Pickens out of this last one, you know um, – <clears throat> I think we did. I think we we've done pretty well in this. And honestly, part of the redeeming quality is that we draft together. So we have to have like a consensus before we do something, yeah. and we really have to sell each other on the picks, which kind of gets away from seriously some of your own personal bias. So while some people don't like to do that, I want to draft my own team. I don't feel comfortable, you know, sharing this load. But Mike and I have found that right. We've actually, for the most part, the consensus has helped us get past our own personal bias, and we've we've been in the playoffs three years in a row. Yeah, it, it actually is fun. There's only one other one where we do it as a group, but yeah, we've actually had a good time doing it together. And I know that you guys, I I, I know 
Finero and Swags, they do something together. But Walker, do you do any of your leagues together <laughs> with? Like say with Dabari? Or yeah, with Dabari or something. Fantasy. Like do the two of you work together at all? Yeah. I do. And I, I missed the, the memo where we're going to read off our best teams on the podcast. <laughs> no, the, <and> this is <laughs> The league but, we're talking about, though, yeah. we're the we are the the <laughs> podcast for the league, the podcast for the league, and Matthew Barry is in it, so we have to talk about this. <laughs> the fact that we won it is huge, and it's not like my best team necessarily. But I Together, love that you me said and Mike, since we only co-own like two teams, it's now, our our name dropping. Okay. okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> you know what I love I about Dabari? Going way too far. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I, do you have the same sense of humor as Dabari? Because I really love him in uh, in group me chats and stuff. Can you so do it? No. Yeah, listen, anyone that knows Dabari, no, no, no one has the same sense of humor. <laughs> no, as no, no. After yeah. nine years well, of talking, his, his day to day life is yeah is something that I couldn't imagine experiencing, um, which no. makes him who he is, and I, I love him to death. But no, so very different senses of humor. Um, we do have similar takes on players, though, which pans out pretty well. Um, and, and you asked, we do share one league, and it's actually a, a league where it's a it's a it's a split league, which half the league is best ball and half the league is um, lineup. Um, it's called a good a good versus evil league, and oh, we actually cool. won the best ball league in the startup this year, and we went full rebuild in the lineup league. So oh. yeah, we actually we're we're in one league together, and we're we play against each other in like several <laughs> other leagues. You know that we've sucked each other into like. like Jeremy has in callous leagues for me at this point in time. So, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. We compete. Yeah, yeah we're in several sure. leagues. I, I'm in several <laughs> leagues with Walk and Dabari. They they don't co-own a team. They compete together. Both have good teams. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. So you just inspired me because the next league that we start is going to be Mike and me, and it's going to be the Rookie Fever guys. It's going to be the Fantasy Forty guys. It's going to be um, we're going to call it the. Uh, <laughs> The, the Trades HQ uh, podcast invitational. And it's only going to be, you know, select few people that we want to beat the shit out of. And then uh, we're going to draft. <laughs> this is all uh, news to me. I was going to say, this is all news to me. I just, I just, it was an epiphany. I just came up with it now. And it doesn't mean we're going to win, but we're going to try like hell to we, do it. But we really are going to beat the it. shit out of some people. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you two guys what, what about you Honestly. swags how do you guys work together it would be violence um that's a tough <laughs> one to answer i think that we could potentially work well together it's not my favorite thing to um share um, kind of the same way but uh i i would do it for the like Something like you guys were just talking about. I mean, I, I think Fenero would probably do it too. But yeah, it's not my yep. favorite thing. Like, um, it's uh, I don't know. He's a tough sell. Swags, are you an only child? <laughs> I am. Oh my and, god, that's a hell of a call. Really? <laughs> What'd you say, Matt? He, he said, "Swags, are you an only Fenero? Uh, are you an only child?" And he said, "Yes." Yeah. Walker, you called it. <laughs> he's not though. He has a sister. I do have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> but he I said he's an only child, child then. <laughs> but but uh, so so then I'm sorry I misunderstood. He apparently, I misunderstood <laughs> that because I thought you guys already did do one together. I thought I thought that that's what yep. you guys had said. Yeah, yeah we've done right. a we've done a couple together. Oh, so then but the way Swags just said it was that you don't. Well, well, no, hold so on. So one opened up and I right. took over an orphan team in that same league. 
Oh, okay. Well, All you right. guys aren't co-owners. That's what we're saying. Like you guys co-own. Yeah, we we co-own we co-owned a team uh, for one year. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, okay, yeah. for one year. I like a podcasting link. I bet oh, you don't man. even remember that pay, one. Pay attention, guys. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, Walker and I co-own a team. Uh, Nickelodeon Best Ball, and uh, uh, you know he manages True. most of it. Um, we pay our dues usually, <clears throat> and it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I I get it. It's it's like a fun thing, but like if I'm gonna take it seriously, I can't have a co-owner. Oh my god! Like I'll do it for fun, but I just it's just too much to like go back and forth on stuff. I like trade it. comes in. Finero hates trading. I love trading. To have to like ask like, hey, can I get a hold of Walker really quick to <laughs> send this trade out? And now I'm negotiating with Finero just so I can start a negotiation <laughs> with Walker. <laughs> talk, talk about negotiation. <laughs> I have to I have to beg Swags to draft our first wide receiver after round ten or eleven. I'm like, dude, can we like there's there's really no one left? And he's like, Yeah, that's exactly why we're still not gonna draft one. There's no one left. That's amazing. That is so funny, you know, because they're probably are they're probably our two biggest sticky points. Those two. I want the wide receiver earlier. <laughs> you know what? You, but you know what could work in your favor, though? And this happened what? with us in the DFB. There's been times where somebody like asked us about a trade and then you could use that fact that you're you have to go through two other owners to say, hey, listen, we need to talk about it and we'll get back to you. Because um, oh. there's some people that, that really want an answer like right now. Like I want That's an answer right now. So and, funny though, because I, I hate that. Like, so now I'm just like, forget it, Sipes. I don't even want to <laughs> deal with this. This is a pain in the ass. Now I wonder what you two yeah, are talking about without me behind my back. I'm like, I'm out, dude. Like, but you have to. you want to. <laughs> Wait, no, so you, I'm being serious. But, I, it's cool, but yeah, that's it, just not for me. So wait, so you're saying that if you're in a league where you know yeah, the other, I'm where you have like two hour time limit on sleeper. Yeah. Oh, is there a time, a time limit on sleep? Two hour sleeper. Oh. Put, but, that, put that bomb in the corner. <laughs> but I'm saying, Swags, if you already know that you're dealing with a team that has multiple owners, you're saying you would be upset if one of the owners said, I have to talk to the other owners? I mean, no, I would understand that. But yeah, you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just say you, you're just saying it's implied. Then <laughs> I, I, if there, I mean, honestly, if if it's implied in a way that I feel like you're negotiating, like uh, I don't want to negotiate with Finero, I'm out. Like, there's no point in any of it. There's just too many. Like, if I okay, if I'm in a league and I have my own team. And I look over and I see that you and Jeremy own a team together. You're probably the last team I'm going to come to to make a trade offer. And see, and that's interesting. (laughs) He's not a dick. Why why, why is there any other way? I'm the same way. Dude, I'm just totally kidding. I'm I'm the same way about it. And that's interesting, and that's the kind of thing that I talk about about vocalizing to people that that maybe that's not something some people would think about it, but it but it is in the back of your head. So it's probably in the back of some other people's head. Jeremy's sticking his finger up, so go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> I just want us to talk about something else. I don't want to be too specific. I don't want to. I get, thought you were like, going to end by just saying by Will Levis. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get. I don't want to get too crazy. But I mean, like honestly. Um, Bust Quentin Johnson, bust or not? <laughs> I'm I'm a lot closer to that than it's kind of feeling that I way. really am. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's had a ton of opportunities. That was there to begin with. 
are all three of you guys out on him? I'm not buying. No way. Yeah, I'm done sending out offers. I I don't think I would accept many of I it'd be a hard sell at this point too. I mean, what are you going to give me? Yeah, right. Just have to just to make sure that you know, you, you get something uh out of that. So, Listen. okay. Okay. I mean, I I'm with you guys because I feel the same way. I'll I don't give you a 305. Yeah, I only own him in one spot. It's kind of disappointing. Will you accept that? Yeah, I was never. No, I was never high on him. No, you got to get something better. So maybe a hold. So Kraft or Musgrave? If you had to pick one, only one. Can't have both. Which one is it? Long term, who's the star? Who's the star? For all of us, just shoot. We all go for. This is the question that he's been waiting to ask all night. It was the one thing he wrote on the sheet. (laughs) I want to start with Walker, Uh, Kraft or Musgrave. Long term. I hope you and say I mean, who I, I, I want you to. <laughs> I, well, you, no you, pressure. You to yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> well, he's I the Musgrave. tight end whisperer. <laughs> I, I had Musgrave ranked higher um, post-draft, but um, I was a huge Kraft fan. Yeah, you know, I thought it was unfortunate that Kraft actually went to Green Bay. I love uh, their mac and cheese. Around, but it's Musgrave, but it's not by a lot. I actually think Kraft is pretty talented, and he did, he did well uh, when Musgrave was out with injury, so... It's Musgrave by a hair for me. Okay. Swags, go. Boom. Yeah, that's the way I would have went that direction as well. I was glad to hear Walker say that. That's predictable. I like how Fenero laughs. He he wants craft, doesn't he? Jeremy wants us to say craft. No. Yeah, no, I'll go Musgrave too. I I, I feel the same way about craft, though, because I was excited about craft in the draft process. And then when he goes to the same team, it's like, what the heck? What are we going to do here? Then we get to see them both play in the same season, and we do get to like both of them. I think it's going to be good for the NFL, but it's going to hurt us as far as dynasty asset. I think they understand that Kraft is good too, and they're going to use both tight ends. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting because what it reminded me of when this happened was kind of like yeah, they're going, going back to each the, other. To yep. the what's that cancel out each other? That's what I I was. That was my fear. But I started thinking about the New England Patriots when they had the murderer who was just awesome. <laughs> Before we knew he was a murderer. At, oh my at god! And you wanted the H back. You wanted him. Gronkowski's blocking and turns into a stud. Um, <laughs> unbelievable, kind of like George Kittle blocks and still catches and still does well. And then you have big ass Travis Kelsey, a man among men, huger than probably most of those guys, but he just runs down the seam and catches you know dimes from the quarterback, like basically wide receiver routes and you're like man this guy is the best tight end in the league except that he's not doing what rob gronkowski and george kittle do every down and you're like you know what maybe not like you know if you're trying to be a tight end like you know you know purist he's not like that man but anyway i i think musgrave is the tight end purist guy like i think that's you know he's like that guy and then craft is something a little different i do i do like craft better but i it's not that i think he's gonna be the better player, so that's why I asked it. I, I prefer <laughs> Kraft mac and cheese over Musgrave mac and cheese. Two things just happened there. One, we made it 58 minutes before you dropped an F-bomb. And two, Swags, you were right. So what was the tell that he wanted the Kraft? Was it the chewing the nails? Was it the scrouching down? Well, what was the tell that you knew he was, was waiting for Kraft? Looking? <laughs> he, no. he, it was... Uh, I, I saw a very... <laughs> Quick moment of disappointment. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I've been biting my fingernails somewhat. Kraft was a sleeper of mine until the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was going to be value in, in last year's draft class until he ended up in Green Bay and then kind of got buried yeah. with Musgrave. So it, it's unfortunate. You know, I think his, his upside was there, but 
you know, the draft capitals there at Musgrave, and he didn't do anything but get injured this year. Like he didn't disappoint. So he's not Kraft's not taking his job, but we're probably gonna see a lot of twelve personnel. Yeah, twelve personnel does and like you said, that you know, they kind of can't maybe cancel each other out in, in a in a manner of speaking. So did we get to the question and answer it on the uh the guys that you guys are pursuing, or are you keeping that under your vest? No, I got I got one for well, you. I gave you that little diatribe, but I didn't give you my buy. And that's what I was just going to ask you before we wrap it up, because we are sitting here looking at an hour almost already. I, I was going to say, based on the playoffs and the things that are happening right now, are there any yeah, of these – trading for are these, yeah, are there any these rookies that you should tell people, hey, watch them in the playoffs because their value may start going up because you're going to see them playing right now or somebody else that you're talking about buying? I was trying yeah, to wrap is, two questions together. So Yeah, it's 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 almost the converse of that, but um, meaning this particular player was hot going into the playoffs and gave us a goose egg. So I'm hoping that his value dropped just a tiny bit in national on national TV, and I'm talking about Jaden Reed. Uh, he was wide receiver 16 this season from week 7 to 17, so that's since we've been on your show. Hmm. And that's more than Devontae Adams, Waddle, Chase, Addison, Zay Flowers, and Garrett Wilson. Wow. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. I think Jordan Love is the real deal. I think I'm concerned about how many weapons Jordan Love actually has. That that is a concern, but uh, it looks as though Watson has turned into the pumpkin that maybe I thought he was. Can't stay on the field. Um, Jaden Reed was a wide receiver one on this team. I mean, that, that's just a fact. I think he's the best wide receiver on this team. The question is because when I brought this up on Rookie Fever, I think this is not an original thought, and Reed's value is higher than maybe I think it is. I'm I'm hoping that it's it's in a comfortable area for me because I would like to buy some Jaden Reed under the narrative that there's too many wide receivers there. He's never really going to be the wide receiver one, yada, yada. Can I ask you a question before we go? You know, especially since we, we talk about trades on this show, when you say buy him, what exactly are you comfortable trading? What are you comfortable buying him for? Like, wh what are you yeah. going to send out for? Yeah, like for like Puka, we were like, um, when was it, Swags? I think it was, I think it was like around week 15. Um, I was saying that I still want to buy Puka. Like that still was expensive as hell, right? Week 15. But the reason I said I wanted to buy Puka is because I was afraid of what happened ultimately. You're like now he's like, can, he's like, you look, you look, keep Trey Cuddy's wide receiver. Buy. And he broke all those records and all that kind of stuff. So, so now, now he's not so much of a buy because now we're talking multiple firsts. You know what I mean? So like, but Jaden Reed is not that. Jaden Reed, I think, because of the narrative I said, I don't think the value is going to be as high on Reed. I don't think a Reed was a huge name coming out. And I think most of his numbers happening late and then kind of, like I said, ending on that goose egg, I feel like his value could go down if anything, a little bit in the off season as we start getting excited about wicks. And, you know, yeah. we just got done talking about the tight end. Like there's a lot of like things to get excited about in green Bay, as far as weapons go. So I think Reed could just slowly diminish in value. And I want to buy on that dip. Yeah. I hope that happens. I don't think so. Like I was thinking I was going to have to pay a lot of money to get Reed If I, if I want to acquire, you know, more, more shares of him. I, I'm not worried about that goose egg though. Walker's putting that. his finger up, Jeremy. So Walker would like to respond to that. Go ahead. Yeah. I want Walker to respond to that. 
Yeah, it's right. But I mean, Reed was on Reed was on my list too. Um, he he didn't go out on a goose egg because they won, so they're going to be playing again against the Forty Nine. So this is a good, good, good point. Good so point. You might get into that little window where he didn't have a good, but. Um, you mentioned Dontavian Wicks. He's one for me. Uh, currently wide receiver 67 in, in ADP, uh, Superflex ADP startups. And like the kid coming out of Virginia, um, the, to your point, there's, you know, it's, it's an open competition for those wide receiver targets in, in Green Bay. Christian Watson couldn't stay on the field. I don't think Romeo Dubs is special. I do like Jaden Reed. They do have two tight ends, but some reason for some reason Wicks kept getting on the field and, yeah. and getting targets. You know, I think he had two touchdowns in Week 18. He was involved in the playoff game. Um, as far as you know, cheap acquisitions, you can get Dontavian Wicks probably for a late third. You know, maybe even just a throw in fourth or That's trade a awesome. player you don't even like anymore off of your bench to to get youth and upside in Dontavian Wicks. So he, he was one for me. Jaden Reed was on my list as well. I had way too many, but Kendry Miller's a guy I really want to go and get. Um, oh, running back 35 one. right now, end of the season, not in the playoffs, end of the season week 18 on a pretty high note. Um, but I think a lot of people are sour on him because it was largely a lost rookie season. Um, Jamal Williams is not good at football, and I don't <laughs> know why they gave him a multi-year deal in New Orleans, you know, just to give him a junk touchdown at the end of the year and piss off Arthur Smith on his way out the door. But I believe they want it to be a Kendra Miller, Alvin Kamara backfield. So if you can get you know, Kendry Miller for like a late second in this draft, which is a pretty light running back draft. I would trade, I would move a late second um, for Kendry Miller right now. And I think you can get that done pretty easily. I love Kendry Miller. That's awesome. I, I like that one. I want to regress though <laughs> to what you said, because that was going to be one of my points um, rather than just like another player to buy was where you said that he's out of the playoffs, not in the playoffs. And I, those are the kind of players I want to buy right now. I hmm. mentioned that on one of our shows, Finero, but I want guys that I either they're already hurt and I know how their recovery is going, or I want guys that are done playing football for the season and I know they're not going to get hurt and don't have a chance until I know shit happens in the off season as well, but I want guys that I know are leaving the off season healthy. And those are a lot of the guys I try to target when I'm looking at other teams. Is that because they're not like the, you know, the hot topic, like they're not being seen in the playoffs. So people aren't getting even more excited about them in like a sort of a microcosm fashion where they're like the only players being seen. Cause there's only a few teams playing, you know what I no, mean? Like it's, it's because it's I'm not playing fantasy football right now in a setting the lineup kind of way. And, I mean, I don't want to get Jared Goff from you and then have him tear his ACL in the playoffs. And I got it. Now so I'm it's healthy for a recovery when I thought he was going to be helping me going to next season. But strictly about health, about the player's health. Uh, it's really a lot of, yeah, most, yeah, just yeah. kind of knowing what I have in this moment. And that is so perfect to end it right now because we go in a full circle because that is exactly one of the points that I meant before about having those kind of ideas in your head but not vocalizing them. I think there's quite a few people that when they're finally out of the playoffs in their fantasy league, there's probably a sigh of relief when your top players are out of the playoffs too because you know that they're healthy going into the next year. So I think that's a great yeah. way, to, way to wrap it up here. We we do have to do a Patreon show, and we would love for you guys to stick around to do a quick little thing with us if you can. If you can't, that's awesome. Um, but before we go, tell everybody about where you can be found, even though we said it at the beginning, but we'll do it again at the end. And thank you again so much for being here with us. Oh, thanks a ton for, for having us on. Congrats on 300. 
Um, glad that uh, you didn't do what Swags did to me, which was to ask me 300 questions that I was completely unaware of. <laughs> in an hour. Wow. In an hour. No, that's awesome. Hour. That is so I think awesome. I answered three questions on this whole show. You did yeah. 300 in an hour. No one you Swag could give you a time limit and be like, here, as soon as it goes off, you're done. You, you only get 10 seconds per question. Sipes, Sipes, I still intense. remember. Yes. Oh, he still remembers, but then he froze. FF oh, breakdown. Man. Hey, you guys have 60 seconds to answer all 10 of these questions. Oh, no. <laughs> you have six uh, seconds to answer each one. But we uh, lost him. Would do that. And that was my favorite segment, Mike, of doing the FF breakdown with uh, Swagzilla Zero G back <laughs> when I first met him in the early days. You yeah. Know, yep. our first so he's company. frozen up Mike. Yeah. Uh, he, Mike. He froze right as. And Twitter. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's going to go over to the G. Wait, Enter. wait, Jeremy, let him let, let, let Swag. Enter and make a version of himself that can be posted. <laughs> they can wave show. goodbye. Oh go ahead, I'm Swag. Still zero G. I'm currently buying 2025 picks so I can buy your 2024 rookies for, from you after you're done with them next year. <laughs> I love that idea. And I Walker. Love that idea. I was I was joking. I, I hate the fantasy football community sometimes. I'm sorry. Hate's such a strong word, but like if you want to have some conversations like we had today on Dynasty Trades HQ and like learn what people are really thinking, stop worrying so freaking much about the twenty twenty four class. I, I don't know. It's crazy. So but because you could probably use any twenty twenty four pick right now to buy any of the rookies from the 2023 class because that's where people people are done with them already. Yep. I want the 2023 class, and you're right. Sorry, Walker. Awesome. It's your turn. No, no listen, Swags, I, I really miss podcasting with you, pal. Uh, you, are, you are a national treasure. Um, <laughs> same, as a, same as on the way in, at walk underscore FF. Find me at the Fantasy 40 podcast with John Dabari at Dabari underscore 22. <laughs> I love that you said you miss working with Swags, and all Jeremy's doing is going, what about me? Pointing at himself. It's, I know, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to take this. I, like, did I piss Matt off? We or? do love Swags. I, I wanted to hear from you guys both more tonight. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for everything, though, because I love when you guys jump in, and I love your opinions. Thanks, Swags, for what you said at the end. You don't care and blah, blah, blah. about. I mean, not blah, 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 but I'm not going to reiterate, but what you said about the fantasy community and, like, I – Everyone's kind of harsh, huh? Every, yeah. No, everybody's voice needs to be heard. I love that you said that. And, and, you know, real quick, Swags, I love it too because one of the things I've said in the past is I'm perfectly fine trading out of the drafts that are right now to do other things and then buying the rookies that end up doing something that I like. Maybe I might have to pay a little bit more, but it was better than taking a pot shot during the draft and not getting anybody at all. So there's I want a the hot girl now. There's Maybe the hot girl that you think next year doesn't become the hot girl and like you're better off with the hot girl now. First of all, you have her now. You don't oh have to my wait. God. You know Shut up. Like We're leaving. We're leaving. No, that's really how it works. We're leaving. <laughs> Say goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next time. Have a thank, great time. Thank you, guys, and thanks. For, oh my God! Swags, Walker, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Episode three hundred, sixth oh anniversary show. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Oh my God, dude. <laughs>